previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. Yeah, my my thre- my threshold for emotional torment has been raised by quite a bit. Just as those words are uttered, a tiny, vaguely humanoid creature that seems to be made completely of bundles of sticks wound with thorny vines appears as a stream of splinters fly towards you. I'm so glad we're bringing that back. <laughs> you better surrender now. You've got seconds before you're put down like a wooden dog. I hit myself in the face, but then I pretend I didn't. And then I stab at him (laughs) as normal. You're such a fuddy-duddy when you attack me with magic. (laughs) You get to, he gets to stand there in his brokenness and be broken. They're kind of the worst. They have like a bunch of super lame insults and they're super tiny and they have ridiculously high hit points. So they're kind of the most awful thing. Evasion, motherfucker. (laughs) That'll teach you to wreck my face. We're going to call him Turnip. <laughs> Literally, all part of a day's work these days. Why, hello there, world's travelers. Dustin the Dungeon Master here, welcoming you for this week's episode, and boy, oh boy, do we have a wonderful week for you. We have not only this week's episode, which you are listening to now, but a bonus episode at the end of the week. That's right, our second B-Sides episode will be released Friday as we wrap up Odessa and Pippa's story on that small little mini-series we have going. Twitch is going to be a little light this week because Jess is going out of town on holiday, so that means you just have little old me on Wednesday evening playing Civilization VI, The Gathering Storm. I am having a fantastic time playing it. It is probably one of the best civilizations I've played in a long time, and I am having a blast. So if you are feeling bored or you have some time, hop on Twitch and come see me. If not, you can catch Kay Saturday asking to borrow some sugar from her neighbor on the world next door. All Twitch stream times are at 6 p.m pacific standard time so come by and say hi even if it's just for a few minutes we love talking to you we love seeing you and we love uh hearing what you have to say i just wanted to give a call out to die hard dice like we have mentioned in the past they do not officially sponsor us however they have given us some cool items for giveaways in the past and on top of that they have created a nifty little promo code to give our listeners uh 15 off of any dice that you purchase on their website dieharddice.com just use the promo code worlds traveler and uh you can get that discount they make some fantastic dice we are all huge fans of them they are the dice sets i bought for everybody on the fantastic worlds crew when we started playing and it has been an addiction ever since and we cannot talk enough about them Finally, I just want to continue to give a shout out to everybody who has given us reviews. We really appreciate it. We still always need more reviews. If you not have not had a chance yet, please take a few minutes to do so. Apple Podcasts and iTunes are the best. However, also Stitcher works. I understand not everybody has an iPhone, so that can make a challenge. But if you have iTunes on your computer, you can always do a review on there. We get a lot of reviews. And uh, for example, I'd like to thank this week Nerd of the Deep who wrote Good Roll plain and very relaxed friendly feel highly recommend well thank you so much for that nerd of the deep we really appreciate that well i think that is everything i have for you this week uh so with that i'm going to introduce you to episode 38 oh dear not all the gold
So even though you are all branded with the symbol of Baba Yaga now, I feel many of your characters would probably have continued this journey regardless. What do you think is kind of the inner fire that drives your characters to continue forward? Like, I I really do think that you guys, even if the Black Knight hadn't shown up, if some random person said, come help us, you probably would have done it. This has been a very, like, fraught subject for Minette because, you know, she went through that whole period of time where she was thinking, like, this isn't my quest, I'm just here to take a bullet for them or something like that. You know, that kind of mindset was what was going on because she didn't feel... She was, like, being very self-deprecating about it. Felt like she wasn't, you know, meant to be part of this, especially with how many times she kept, like, getting hit really hard and going down and being hurt. She felt like she wasn't, you know pulling her weight, essentially. But, um, I mean, since the Pale Tower and sort of realizing, like, how important things are, and then also with the gem of Kepri showing up, or the jewel of Kepri, I never am sure which is... It's jewel of Kepri. <laughs> what it's, it's jewel of Kepri. So, and, and also with, with the jewel of Kepri showing up and her feeling sort of like, this is a, a journey that's blessed by Kepri in some way or another, no matter what, she that's her her main reason i think is is that knowledge that kepri wants her to be here and also having seen how she can help her friends and how she is actually part of this and she is important and like having reassurance from pippa as well that she really is someone who can help and should be part of this so and, and the fact that these people are her family now like this is where she feels most at home even more than the caravan at this point, even, you know, they barely met, but she already feels very close with this group of people. Aww. Pack mates. <laughs> For life. Hashtag me familia. Team Torta. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, kind of, this is kind of a, re- a, a reiteration and kind of, and when we were closing the portal down in the, in the pale tower, but a lot of Pippa's drive in all of this is, this is the land. It's, it's like for her, actually being here is you know if if i suddenly went through a portal and ended up in middle earth like she's been hearing about this land for her entire childhood like it was all over her mother's stories um so it's like this fantastical place that she gets to explore now and be a part of and even though that's really often horrifying uh, more than it is whimsical or fan or fantastical it's still very special and interesting to her in that way so she definitely doesn't want to she would be continuing this quest anyway just because she feels a connection to this place and she feels a connection to her heritage in this place and she feels that there's that there's secrets for her to unlock about herself here and it's kind of funny that middle earth analogy you know because last episode we were talking about how you guys haven't necessarily had a good day i would say that a lord of rings they didn't necessarily have a lot of good days either no, I uh, no, think, I would say yeah. every day was probably pretty awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to have that <laughs> moment where I'm going to die like Boromir. That's what it is. No! Oh, 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 oh my God. But that is how it would go down. I'm just playing. It would, it would, right? Like <laughs> That's exactly how Manette's going to die if she dies. If she's going to be trying to protect the hobbits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the halflings. Sorry, <laughs> copyright issues. But... <laughs> Don't um, at us, J- Don't at us, <laughs> J.R. Tolkien Estate. Tolkien Estate. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So so there's definitely a large element of that, and why you know Pippa's really driven to go on. Um, aside from the fact that uh, these are people that she's really come to care about, and they're obvious, they're clearly invested in going on as well. And 
she also, you know, she's got a she's she's got a very tiny stature and a very tall ego. So the idea of being very important and necessary to saving the world is just hecka appealing. Hecka appealing, huh? It's hecka appealing. <laughs> oh, I mean, to jump on the Middle Earth train, I mean, I'm thinking of, right, Gandalf, he has a specific job, right, on Middle Earth, and that's what he he strives to do while he's in that plane of existence. Well, yeah, Braxis totally would have jumped through. That's his, for him, that's his job, that's his existence. When you become a druid, that's that... Um, that's that duty that obligation that's the calling and that's the calling you you choose and that's the calling that you adhere to as much as possible unless you want to lose your spellcasting abilities uh but no yeah that's he for him he would have ended up here i think on his own anyway if that's where you know he was sent to listening to the whispers of the wind except i mean how great it is that he gets to be here with an awesome party. I'm I'm pic- I'm trying to picture him working his way up here slowly, right avoiding towns. Um all the different scenarios he would have like sniffed around and it would have moved around. He's moving on his own unless he would have met up with other druids or other allies, but no, his his adventures here is very different because he's traveling with his cool cool pack, the wolf pack. Team Torta. Oh, the wolf the pack. <laughs> That's right. What do you think drives Odessa to stick along with for the ride? I think there's a part of her that wants to know, like, why her dad was involved in all of this, because clearly he is in some way, shape, or form. I think there's a part of her who is just moving forward because everybody else is. I think she's probably really tired, but everyone else is showing a lot of ambition and she does really want to help people and she does you know that was like a big thing for her was justice and so there is definitely an element where she wants to bring you know these witches to justice and kind of restore the balance but yeah i think there's definitely kind of a part of her where she's just tired and i mean day what two into it her primary coping mechanism went out the window so she's just like barely holding on she's probably really depressed um but likes to pretend she isn't and is covering it up a lot which is definitely not healthy but that's who she is and you know she's got all these other feelings that she's trying to navigate like her feelings for Manette or like trying to have a healthy friendship with Abraxas and with Pippa and not cut them off completely anytime that they do something nice to her like try and bond with her because that's just kind of her natural instinct and I think probably spending this much time around other people she's just like socially exhausted and constantly helping people is also probably exhausting her a lot because she is a little innately selfish And so she hasn't really been able to do anything for her. And so I think she's just getting really worn down and depressed. And pretty much the only thing driving her forward at this point, I would say, is that everybody else is moving forward. I understand that. 
Where we last left off, a very nice lady named Merritt, you came to find out that her and her kids were trapped in her home for several days. Her husband was killed when two really difficult fae, as you guys had come to experience, were basically harassing them, and when he tried to come out and stop it, they killed him. They made a pretty serious effort to get you guys. I think that was the most even battle I've seen in a long time where you guys actually kind of struggled a little bit to hit him, which uh, was a little bit more fun on my end, I think, than it was on yours. Uh, (laughs) That was a a lot more fun on your end. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Come to find out that Merritt had had a, or she was seduced by a fae and gave birth to a little fawn satyr, who once he grew up enough to realize that his mom basically got shunned because she chose to keep him, he ran off and uh, apparently made, I I guess, friends with these fae who wanted to get revenge for the evil humans who basically made his life miserable, starting with his mom. Yeah, so you guys, at her request, asked you guys to try to track him down and it led you to this barn. The barn has been abandoned for ages. You can see the ceiling has fallen in in some areas and snow has fallen through. Uh, The map shows green, but I promise you it is all snow covered. There's some boards on the barn that have been broken. It looks like it's barely standing up, but it's still up. So do we want to try and have Pippa sneak again? Or do we want to just like blast up in there? Yeah, what's the plan? Do we have a strategy? Like, I think now that I'm a little less shaken. I'd, li- I'd like to try to kind of scout it out a little bit more. See what we're dealing with. Are you dex damaged at all? Uh, no, I'm feeling fine. That was me. I, was got- I got hit. And I think okay. yeah, you could still, I think his veins are still kind of blue. Yeah, it was the two of us. I'm still at six damage. You healed four, so you're, you should be two down only. No, yeah, I was, I was at ten. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took six, so my dex is at ten right now. I'm still mobile. I can still move them. I don't feel great, but I, I could fight. Every time you move, Abraxas, your blood, it's like slushy. So you feel like your body just kind of... We both look like robots is probably what I'm... <laughs> with like huge bulging ice veins, which is horrendous to imagine. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, Manette uh, think is going to give her thumbs up as far as like, yeah, Pippa, why don't you scout it out? Because half of us are in some bad shape. Mm-hmm. I'd go uh, with you, but uh, I'm not as nimble on my feet as I used to be. Y'all stay here. I'll take a look around, and uh, we can make a battle plan. He's going to cast resistance on you, though, before you go. I'm like, oh, Ooh, beautiful. Plus one to all oh, saves. <laughs> okay, uh, Pippa, roll me a stealth. It's a 26. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like nobody is picking up on you, so you you want to sneak into the barn a little bit? and Yeah, 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 and that the entrance is kind of down here toward the bottom of the map. I'm going to say there's enough open areas that the light shines through and lights it up pretty well. Okay. So I kind of peep around the corner. Oh, simultaneously, while Pippa is sneaking, I, wanna ca- I do want to cast Magic Weapon on my weapon, because that'll be helpful. Since okay. I- so I'm going to do that while she's doing that. So I'm going to use one of our scrolls, because those scrolls, gotta, we got to put them to use. Some mischievous little cutie pie. Oh, I just saw the little little token show up on the screen. <laughs> Woodland mischievous folk. little cutie pie. So Pippa, you uh, you look in the barn, and it, it's a fifty foot long barn. 
and they've set themselves up in the very back, so they have plenty of warning if somebody was going to come in and, and, like, rush in at them. You see this little fawn satyr. So, you know, canonically, you see a lot of uh, satyrs with goat legs. Uh, you guys actually had ended up fighting a satyr that had goat legs, although it wasn't completely a satyr. It was kind of a mixture hybrid satyr. Uh, this one is slightly different. This one has deer legs. So it is. it looks like a little fawn satyr. Uh, and I'll blow up the picture really bi- big so you guys can see it. He's kind of small, um, I think. Oh, he's cute. He looks sweet. He reminds me of a Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced yes. character. Totally Final Fantasy, floral, woodland type creature. Yeah, and so he has these little deer horns that come out. Uh, he has in his leg the little spotted pattern that you will see on a lot of fawns. And uh, just a very sweet looking boy, probably about 16 years old. Sweet baby. In the prime of lime. You uh, see him tied up to a chair, and you see another similar to Farnip, actually. Oh, good. My favorite. (laughs) Hooray! (laughs) More Farnips! And she's like, as soon as my boyfriend gets back, we're leaving. And the little fawn, uh, Garen, goes, please just let me go. I I don't want to be a part of this. I love my mom. It's like, your mom is part of the problem, part of the disease of humans. And we're going to wipe them all out. Starting with your mom in the little town of Ilsprin. They're all going to die. And Garen goes, no, I, but don't, don't hurt them. And uh, that's what you see. I don't like it. That's so adorable. Um, do I kind of when I'm peeping in there, um, you know, Pippa's going to kind of look around for any sort of like obvious traps or defensive setups um, or also to notice if there's anything kind of in the environment that they can use against these critters. Roll me a perception. Uh, that was a natty 19. You do not see any traps at all. You are you are positive there are no traps. So uh, basically what, what ends up happening is you look in the room and there's actually a lot of like crates and barrels that could hide you pretty well if you wanted to stealth in there. Um, and yeah, that's what you see in the room. Well, if everything looks clear enough and there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of hidden corners, um, I think Pippa's just going to go ahead and uh, tiptoe back to her companions and uh, tell them that there is an adorable deer boy who is tied to a chair and those fiends we should help him out and there's um how many enemies did i see you just saw one you saw just saw the one that looks very similar only more feminine like to, uh Farron. she will probably use the child against us if we try and attack her head on well so we should try and draw her out is my we do have that special trap we traded for good thought why don't you set that up at the entrance and we can make some noise out here and get her to come out. Let's try and lure her into the trap, I say. Okay. Sounds good. So what are we thinking? Like kind of this square right at the entrance? Or should we try to stealth in a little closer? I'm worried if we put it just in the middle of the room somewhere, she'll just go around it or something. You, She could set one up like in the left square of the door and then she'll avoid that one and have to go. <laughs> Through the one oh. with the invisible chat. Okay, that's actually brilliant. We should do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, a trap. Someone's clearly trying to get me. Gotta go. <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> that's actually a genius idea. Okay. So, going to kind of sneak back down there. God help me if there's another freaking door or window or magic opening in the roof or some shit. Or an invisible motherfucker in there somewhere. 
I mean, honestly, there probably is. Like, let's be real. (laughs) Someone, someone's invisible and hiding in there because that's what Faye do. (laughs) 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 But anyway, let's we can try to funnel them through something else, I guess. Okay. Um, or at least trap one of them. So I guess gonna try to lay one trap in front of the door, like a normal. One of our, like, normal traps. And then the invisible one right next to it. Do you do anything to hide the one trap so it's not completely obvious? Or are you making it completely obvious? She's going to pr- attempt to make it look like they tried to not make it obvious. So that it is a more convincing trap. Like, she's going to cover it in, like, some leaves. If either trap worked, that's good. So, yeah. like... You could actually attempt to cover the the regular trap with snow, and then either way, even if she sees it, then it's like, okay, well, there's still the invisible trap. You know, it's kind of like we either one would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think like Pippa like tries to disguise it with snow and maybe like some twigs or something. Roll me a stealth. I think Abraxas is going to cast aspect of the bear on himself and prep. He's going to get little bear ears. Oh, cute! I want to scream. He learned that spell from Pykel. That's So adorable. <laughs> you know I called Pickle Pickle in my head. <laughs> Double entendre. <laughs> From Pickle. From good old Pickle. <laughs> that was a 29 wow. on stealth. Wow. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. So what do you guys do to draw her out? I'm probably just going to cast ghost sound um, in the general area of the traps if that sparkles with everybody. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna- sounds great. While you're doing that, I bring out the cauldron that I have in my little my pack and start chanting over it. What sound do you make, Pippa? Probably something along the lines of some snapping twigs and some like muffled cursing as if someone had been trying to be stealthy and then like completely botched it. I love that one. That's a classic from the Igloo episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you could have made the ghost sound of somebody going, you flopple, flopple, flop. I can't you think of it. You flipple, flopple. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should make it seem like the Fae are coming back. Like, Ooh, would that be better? Yeah, maybe like, mm. we're back. Like, you know. <laughs> the sound of fl- Fae flying? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, ghost sound can make, I think, minor words, can it? Uh, you know? uh, yeah, I mean, ghosts, no? I don't know. So Let's pause and find out, listeners. It, it's All it says is as much noise as four humans per caster level. Oh, so oh I don't know. So four humans. I think you can make it like a low murmur of conversation. Okay. So you could make it, I, I'm going to let you say, like, you could use, like, minor names and stuff like, well, that's kind of, it gets into ventriloquism. Then. But, it, I mean, it says you can choose... What type of sound? Volume okay. of sound depends on your level. You can produce as much noise as four humans. Thus, talking, singing, shouting, walking, marching, or running sounds can be created. Okay, so I'm going to say you're able to, you're able to mimic the sound, Farron. And because he threw so many insults at you guys, he you probably you don't have his voice somewhat down. Yep, we've got an extensive vocabulary Flip from wobble. this guy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to make Odessa make the noises because she's got the squeakiest natural voice. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Call us all flipple wapples or whatever's. What what was it? Flipple waffle? I can't. They, they use so many. I can't even keep track of them. You could just use your vo- the voice when he sounds like and just create something. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not going to throw insults at his girlfriend. Probably. We're back. Oh, what's a what's like an old timey like uh, term of endearment? Yeah. Baby cakes. No, that's. <laughs> I know that's, that's not that. Hey, old, doll. 
doll face. Bring out the prisoner. Their 1950s face. My little oh. strings. <laughs> My God. All right. Is that what? I, am I the one saying this? Is that how ghost sound works? Tuts. You go, hey, Tootsie. Pop it. Hey, Pop it, honey Wow. Sop. <laughs> honey sop? Is that a real thing? 1513, so it says. That's actually going me a little vapors. All right, so is, is that how the spell works? Odessa has to say it, and then it, like, moves? Is that my understanding? And then Peppa throws the sound to a oh, place that's kind of more okay. in front of the door. <clears throat> so Odessa's going to, like, <clears throat> honey sop, I'm back. <laughs> And then just, just like, <laughs> looks at Manette with horror. Like, <laughs> she's grinning, like, so big. She's like, ah! <laughs> Roll me a disguise. Upset me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, this is a good one for me. Oh, good, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, I no, you laughing because it's bad. Okay, uh, that is uh, 21. Uh, you are so lucky that I am rolling rocks today. Yeah. Wait, rocks? Yeah. So she runs forward, not even paying attention, thinking her darling love has, uh, what did you say, honey sop? Yeah, honey sop. I unfortunately said that out loud with my mouth. Her darling honey sop has uh, come, and she runs forward and steps into the insidious bear trap, and it slaps down on her foot doing, how much damage does it do there, Pippa? 13 points of damage. And you all get a surprise round, but first we're going to roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. Oh, I'm rolling amazing today. I'm so happy. This makes up for like, I think it was like 18 episodes in a row of like, I rolled a two, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So many episodes. Oh boy, I'm not. Oh my gosh. I forgot my initiative is crap now. I have a minus one to initiative. How? I still have six damage to my oh, dexterity. Right. I forgot about yeah. that. Manette, what you get? I got a six. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Lord. Abraxas, what about you? I got a six as well. Oh, wow. So six gonna, buddies. He's going to go first, so I'm I'm five. Oh, no, my dex is... Oh, oh, oh no, yours is in the negative. Yeah, yep, it's then negative you have me, one. You can make my... <laughs> I am enjoying this so much. I need to create more characters with icy veins. Nadia got an 18. I probably look real scary and cool. I mean. What did you get there, Pippa? A natty 20. So 23. Holy shit. Is this the first time you've gotten the best initiative? Yes. Pippa is first. I know. This is a rarity. Wow. I get to go first. (laughs) Not even the enemies beat me. Adessa, what's your initiative? 17. Pippa, it is your turn. You have trapped Sababa in a insidious bear trap and is immobile. So she is going to be flat-footed until she can escape from that trap. This is delightful. We're all flat-footed right now during the... True. But she will be on the long term unless she can escape from the trap. Pippa's going to draw her icicle wand out of her pack. Okay. Uh, I'm going to attack... Uh, the trapped fae try to send an icicle spear straight through it and uh, you get a reflex save for half Dustin and she fails her reflex save so how much damage does she do well first she takes 2d6 of piercing damage (laughs) I am back on my bad rolls though so she takes 3 points of piercing damage and then she takes an additional 2d6 
of cold damage. Which, that was much better. She takes uh, nine points of cold damage. Dang. You see the damage from the piercing, but the cold does not seem to affect her. It's cold touch, Faye. It is Nadia's turn, and she's like, finally a creature that won't move around. Nadia is doing pretty well in this Galarian day as she has rolled a critical threat. <gasps> Whoa. Better get my deck ready. And that is a confirmation. Woo! Right. Yes! Alright, critical hit for piercing. Left reeling. Double damage, and target takes a negative two penalty to AC for one die four rounds. Wow. That phase yes. less reeling. And she can't move or go invisible, which is really convenient. Nadia hit her right in the honey sop. <laughs> gross. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but it's gross. I, I thought it was the heart, because isn't it a term of endearment? It I don't is. Know. Wow. It is a term I of endearment. I see where you're... My brain went elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Bunch of sucios. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming it's pervert. <laughs> the guy's like dirty. <laughs> Sucias. Hentai means pervert. <laughs> she rolls max damage. Oh my lord. So times three is 24 points of damage. So she goes back, she fires, and it just goes right through the creature's head. And the head comes, rips off of the body and sticks into the the door frame behind it. And the fae falls to the ground. Wow, it doesn't even have to do anything. I, I feel like she would watch this and just be like, golf clap. We like overcorrected. We got our butts handed to us last game. There is blood all over your bear trap, though. Well, that's fine. There's Clorox wipes somewhere. We got some rags. So she's already dead? Well, Huff Puff, we did a great job, team. This was uh this went very differently from the other battle. Well yeah, now when now we know best strategy, immobilize them. Then you can just stab him to death. <laughs> and it's just sagging because she's she was so overprepared and she's like all that energy and <laughs> adrenaline is just left her as soon as she realized, like, okay. <laughs> well, no need for this to go to waste. Yo, Braxis is just gonna take the gear off of the Fay and just eat it. Pippa's gonna kinda motion the rest of them to go head into the barn and then uh disarm the other trap. Yeah, I was gonna say so that she can repack it. Is that uh, invisible trap single use? Like, is it once? No, it's, it's, it's you can use it once per day. It turns invisible. Okay, I was hoping that was the case. You hear Garen at the back. What's going on? I'm scared. I'm here to save you. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh right, uh, there's a child here. Oh right, a kid. <laughs> I guess Children. I'll go human. I'll go human form. So you, do you guys go in and set him free? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The moment he said free, I think he gives, because Odessa's maybe the closest, I'm going to say Odessa, uh, he gives you a hug. Odessa freezes and is like, um, okay. I elbow um, a net. Hey, look, that guy totally showed emotion to Odessa. <laughs> Great choice, huh? <laughs> this kid is hugging Odessa and she's like, Manette is just on her shoulder, like grinning, like, <laughs> Odessa really robotically like wraps her arms around the cat's him on the back very just there there Manette is like whispering to her like you gotta be very gentle with children (laughs) Manette do they break no it's okay he's he's emotionally fragile right now be very sweet to him (laughs) and she's like how do I do that and she's like okay we're just Pet the hair. Well, just that's how you pet a dog. Kids like that. <laughs> <laughs> Is my mom okay? 
She was the one who sent us to come find you. Oh, thank gods. This poor little deer-like creature, you know, deer satyr is is obviously exhausted. Uh, looks a little tired, probably a little hungry. Been tied to a chair for God knows how long. Oh, I give uh, him rations because I'm like, yeah, this poor child must be starving. Eat up, yeah. That's just, Manette loves that's kids. Just wrong. That's established. <laughs> he looks at the rations. He's like, actually, I think. Oh, he goes over to one of the hay bales and just grabs some some of the, hay, the, the grass and eats it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought he was going to be like, boy. this is yucky. <laughs> no thanks, that, actually. That's just wrong. <laughs> All right, son. We, let's get you home to your mama. Before you leave, he's like, oh, oh, you guys should take that. And he points over to a bag in the corner. Oh, man, we keep forgetting to loot. <laughs> Before we leave the area, I would like to see if there's anything valuable in the room slash on the little jerk phase body. Garen actually pointed out to you a bag. The only the only thing. There's nothing else in there. Nothing else. Okay. Inside the bag, the flighty fae have collected probably about 500 gold and various coins wow. and small jewelry pieces. Obviously probably taken from other travelers over time. He says it's all yours to have for saving him. Well, it's... Isn't that generous? I'll hang on to this. <laughs> Odessa just shrugs and looks at Manette and is like, you shouldn't have it anyway. We have all seen how you spend money. <laughs> Manette is just like over it. She doesn't care. Pippa's like jingling it happily in her ear and humming about like, I've been wanting a new wand. <laughs> <laughs> Burning a hole in my pocket. So you all and Garen return to Merritt's home. Uh, upon seeing the young fawn, she throws open the door and runs to hug him. Tears once again running down her cheek. You stupid boy. What? Why did you think you needed to run away? Marin, while solemn at the loss of her husband, looks up to you all and invites you for a late lunch, if you would like. Oh, well, uh, it'd be rude to, to not take <laughs> such a gracious invitation, right, ladies? I want food. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> of course. A big obvious wink. That would be welcome. Yes. <laughs> I was think, like, but I have gold to spend. <laughs> I think Odessa would force Manette down in front of a fire and be like, your veins are literally full of ice. Sit down. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> When you walk in, both uh, Abraxas and uh, Manette, your nostrils are filled with a wonderful smell of hot roast that has been slow cooking all day long. Man, for someone who's been locked in their house for several days, she's still cooking real good. She's still got some cooking done. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? Idle hands. Apparently not run out of supplies after several days. Well, she's out in the boondock, so she probably has preparations for several days. That's true. She's like, they went off to rescue my son. I'll make sure they have a nice stew when they come back. <laughs> Stay a while and listen. I've got some mashed potatoes to go on the side. Oh, <laughs> potatoes. Mm. Now I'm hungry again. Mm-hmm. Me too. This is oh, how she drew in that Seder with her cooking. Mm-hmm. So basically, you guys gather around the table. It's a very small home. You, not like a home you guys would probably be able to stay the night kind of size. Mm-hmm. But she definitely, walk, what she has is welcome to you guys. During your time there, you see uh, Nadia and Merritt kind of seem to bond a little bit, you know, over lost loves, children, and things that probably mothers would really understand. As time goes on and it's starting to get later in the evening, you know, it's probably getting three or four in the afternoon and so you know you always want to get into Elspring which is probably about 30 minutes away. Uh, You guys gather up your supplies and head out. Merritt first brings over a cap 
to you guys, and she's like, this was my husband's, and we don't have much need for it anymore, but I think could find use of it. And what it is, it's called the Nunchanka of the Northlands, and so this large furry hat is sewn from the thick pelt of an animal native to the frozen north, and has ear flaps that can be pulled down and folded up over the crown of the hat. When worn, the Ishanka of the Northlands grants its wearers a plus two resistant bonus on saving throws against cold effects, a plus five competence bonus on survival checks, and uh, when the ear flaps are pulled down, the wearer gains a plus two bonus on saving throws against sonic effects, but also a negative two penalty on perception checks made to hear. Pulling the ear flaps down, taking a move action. Cool. I've seen one of these before. Wow. All right. Okay, who's going to wear that? (laughs) I don't need it. Adus already has the coat. Is it a huge hat? It was for a human man, so... It is not limited by size, so you guys can... But let me show you a picture of what it looks like, because you might not want it. Pass. (laughs) Yeah, that's honestly a driving force will always take something, style it. Like, if she... If she, it's going to be ugly, she won't wear it, even if she's cold. What? <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Actually, I feel like Pippa, if she had one of those, like, muffs, it would look very Russian and kind of cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it is kind of like a little Russian. Oh, yeah. Please wear it. That would be so cute. That actually would be super cute. Pippa would love it if nobody else wants yeah, it. go for it. As you guys begin to gather up to head out, uh, Merit speaks up to Nadia. Um, I think, I feel like I owe you a lot, and... Uh, if you're looking for a safe place for your children, I would be more than happy to take them until you return. You guys notice a pained reaction on Nadia's face. Oh, yeah. Followed by one of relief. She looks over to Orm and Julie and waves them over. Five boys, I, I must leave you here where you will be safe. But know that I will come back for you when it is safe too. She hugs them both tight. You are my world. As she hugs them close, you notice a tear run down her cheek, but she quickly wipes it off before her children can see it. She stands mm-hmm. up and nods to both of them, says, stay strong for me and listen to Merit. Nadia begins to head out the door. Pippa, you have a flash of an old memory. Sitting in the bed as a young child, your mom reading a tale about Aline Guineria, a strong orphan woman who fought off an onslaught of invading pirates to protect her town of Bilt. Mama... How could one woman fight off so many pirates on her own? Anefa looks over, reaches out, and moves some long hair covering up her daughter's face and smiles. My love, there is something you should understand. There is nothing a mom wouldn't do for her children. As you're recalling this cherished memory of your mom, you see Nadia begin to head into Elspren to prepare for the rest of the journey. It's been a long time since you have seen Civilization. It's been about, I want to say, seven or eight days. I don't remember exactly where you guys are. Uh, I'll have to refer back to it. Um, but you are finally in Civilization again. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <Place smells. laughs> even Manette, even with her, like, camping instinct, she's like, fuck yeah, let me get in a bath and, like, cry. <laughs> they'll, they'll have a bath. A real one? I'm yeah, so Dessa is born and raised in a big city, so she's just like, this tiny town is just, it's terrible, but it's civilization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she says that with a western drawl. <laughs> it's civilization. It's civilization. Right. <laughs> so uh, the town is pretty sparse. It pretty much has a tavern slash hotel 
Uh, it has a small little mercantile building for getting supplies, but it does definitely does not have a anything. Trading post? A, it has a trading post, exactly. Odessa sees the trading post and is like, hey, Pippa, that, that really nice, like, kind of, that mm-hmm. hat that you got, we should, uh, we should see if we could, uh, we should take you muff shopping, see if there's... <laughs> See if there's a, a, a I mean, muff, and she yeah, just like should, jabs the muff <laughs> aside. We should take her muff we shopping. Should go, we should go muff shopping. Are you, <laughs> are you yeah. sure we shouldn't take you muff shopping? I, oh, she got it. <laughs> Adessa just kind of like puts her hands under her chin, and she's like, <laughs> "You got me." Come chin. on, Pippa. You know you want to go muff shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Double entendres aside, I really do want to go muff shopping. It would look so cute with my new hat. Odessa got really excited and was like, it's going to be gay. And then she was like, oh, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any experience in that area, so yo, I'll have to muff shop. Oh, we know all about with... where you have experience. Ah, oh. uh, pickle. Uh, <laughs> oh, I get, I get it. <laughs> we know you prefer pickles. You got it. That's what I call him in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm oh my a God, pervert. My God, my cheeks Anyways. hurt. Yeah, my <laughs> you also see a temple of Torag uh, at there as well. And that's pretty much it. The rest of it's little homes... Uh, most of them are, you know, closed up for the night because it's 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 harsh winter right now. It's not even like eh, winter. It's harsh winter. So uh, yeah, you're in the town. What would you guys like to do? Warm up immediately. Yeah. The tavern's name is Tiny Teacup. Tiny Teacup. The tiny teacup. The tiny teacup. Is it because all the rooms are tiny? Do they have enough? Ro- That's a good question. Do they have enough rooms for each to have our own room? Not that I, I mean, like. Not we? that we We're can't pals. share, but we have been on top of each other for a long time. And man, if Odessa could just be alone. It'd be nice to bathe myself. You go talk to the innkeeper and he's <laughs> like, oh, of course we have several rooms. We have the the left side, which is the higher quality rooms that have bathrooms in them. And then we'll take up. those. <laughs> <laughs> I would like one of those too. I don't well. need to hear any more. And those run for five gold a night. Sure. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so so then that's uh, 20 gold a night for you guys. That's fine. Pippa slaps it down <laughs> on the counter, plus a tip. <laughs> Rex is, is finding his gold. Like, I know I have that somewhere. Minette is giving a thumbs don't, up at honey, the tip. Don't worry like, about yeah. it. How much uh, of a tip did you leave? I give him an additional two gold. Okay. So he gestures you up. He gives you guys each the keys. Uh, you guys go up to your rooms. Odessa just like flops down on her own bed after she shuts the door and her and Jim just like roll around (laughs) on a bed and then immediately gets into a bath because they're like, no, our sheets are dirty. No, this is terrible. (laughs) Wipes Jim (laughs) off with a moist rag. (laughs) Pippa's very primly like setting all of her things aside and then using prestidigitation to like clean all of her items and like smooth out all of the wrinkles. She's like hanging things up in like the little closet. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Is Pippa the kind of person that actually takes all of her clothes out of her bag and puts them in? Oh, absolutely. Because she abhors wrinkles. It really, it <laughs> ruins the outfit. She no longer looks like she's in control or like somebody to be listened to if she has a wrinkle in her skirt. Odessa literally just dumped all of her stuff out into a pile on the ground and is just like moving it out so that she can see what she has. <laughs> Braxton just dumps his crap on the bed. 
He's like, oh, there we go. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, <laughs> sleeps, sleeps next to the fireplace. <laughs> Curls up. Yeah. Sleeps on the floor. Manette is, has not even, I mean, she's not even contemplating anything that she owns. She sits on her bed for a minute and is kind of like, her knee is bouncing up and down as she sort of stares at her hands. And all she can think about is like what happened in that town and the fact that she couldn't do anything for that haunt. And um, she gets up immediately and just like walks outside and starts heading towards the Temple of Torag. I th- I'm, I'm picturing Abraxas is kind of by the door. He, I mean, he just dumped all his stuff there. I think he's going to want to get some food right away. <laughs> he, he picks up the scent of Manette. I'm like, oh, where does, where is this one going? And is we'll follow like an, uh, right behind you. Yeah. Manette, so Manette, where, where are you sneaking off? Sneaking off too. Uh, I'm not sneaking. I, you know what? In fact, that's a good point. I probably should have said something to Pippa and Odessa. Do you think? You know what? Maybe we should tell the innkeeper that I need to bring a cleric back to that town. Uh, I think yeah, it dawns. He knows how important that is to you, so it dawns on him. Like, yeah, let's uh, let's leave a message and let's move with haste. Can you let the innkeeper know, and I'll I'll go get the cleric. And if you would like to come with me, I, I'm happy to have you along. Ah, uh, yes, yes. The Braxis will rush over to the barkeep. Hey. um... I need to leave a message. Uh, you know those two lovely ladies I came in with? One's yes. taller, one's not so tall. <laughs> <laughs> one's they both smell one's amazing. Yes? yes? Not the super oh, tall That's one. actually a really sweet compliment. <laughs> Especially right. considering you guys probably haven't showered in like nine days. Yeah, the right <laughs> ladies. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Braxis probably prefers it that way. I can make myself <laughs> smell like whatever I want. I... I, I uh, let them know that uh, Manette and I had business to take care of, and that <laughs> me and the tallest, the one. tallest, uh, <laughs> me and the tallest one have business at that horrible place we were in. We'll be back as fast as we can, not to worry. Um, I don't know what's customary. He, the um, <laughs> so he's got customary. the robe, the robe of um, useful items, and one of the patches is a bag of a hundred gold. <laughs> So he just no! takes it out. I know, good thing people's no! out there. Like, he takes it out. It's like, um, yeah, this, just make sure they get the message. Um, Why did I send you? No. Right? Somewhere upstairs, all of Pippa's hair stands uh, on Pippa's senses are tingling. Odessa's under, she's in the bath, and she's like relaxingly gone under the water, and there's like bubbles, and she just screams. She can just feel it. Now, Manette greatly approves. Yet. Jessica is sobbing. Um, so um, I hadn't finished, but then he's looking at it. I don't know. He takes a handful and then puts it on there. So it's still way too much. So Dustin, I'll let you decide. I'm say it's 20 gold. Oh, yeah. He just takes okay. a handful, leaves it in there and puts the rest, like ties it to his pouch. I think that. Were you not watching Pippa? No. He was looking at the food. You resolved. I think you need to take that bomb back. <laughs> That should do. Okay. All right, we'll be back. Twenty gold. And goes rushing back. A message. All right. Uh, message. Uh, a message left. Minute. I Let's... wish our listeners could see all of our faces right now. Angel's <laughs> pleased with himself. Dustin's laughing. Abby, <gasps> Jess, and I are just like yeeting. Like Twenty gold. No. I have walked around my room like four times because I'm we're all pink. <laughs> wow. Twenty is I'm not gonna, that bad I... though. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. No, I wanted the shock factor. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that was good so good. That. That's so funny. <gasps> I, 
That's how much we paid for our rooms. Yeah. See, you thought it was just that customary. That barkeep is going to have a good day. So At the barkeep. We have so much money. Yeah, I'm do. okay with 20 Well, gold. luckily. Yeah, yeah. My my outrage is feigned. <laughs> but, but I mean, Pippa, if she if she ever finds out about this, is going to uh, like yeah. just bang her head on the nearest surface. I, just, oh, I originally thought it was really going to be that 100, and I almost puked. <laughs> oh, you're going to find out because now he knows that you guys are really rich, oh, and he's going to lay out the charm and make sure he can oh. get you for every gold piece he can. Oh, so, and we're going to be saying no, 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 because Pippa is good at being a Scrooge. <laughs> and she has the purse strings. I, I tipped him. I'm not a Scrooge. Two I mean, that in a I'm good not. way. I, I'm practical. Two gold is a great tip. Yeah, Very generous. The player appreciates that so much. Please be a Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> I am also a Scrooge. Oh my God. Would Pippa use prestidigitation to change the color of copper <laughs> temporarily? Only if she, it was someone who she thinks like is a like routinely takes advantage of people. Yeah. Uh, In which case, absolutely. Like people like her dad. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Not consciously, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, like you know, if there if there was someone who she thought was overcharging and refusing to be reasonable, she would totally change yeah. the color. But we're in Podunk, Irison. <laughs> so yeah. And but yeah, the um, guy who took the money is a lawful good person, so yeah. he knows it's and he's actually going to be putting it towards all your Aww. drinks and food are just going to be covered. You know, Aww, basically kind of thing. What a good dude. Everybody Aww. else is going to just think he's being super nice. But yeah, meanwhile, Manette is in the temple and she's talking to the cleric, telling him the whole situation and like the moment you walk into the temple you hear this beautiful voice coming from this cleric's mouth he is singing his daily prayers of Torag it is probably the most beautiful thing you've heard uh, and it gives you really good feelings and then the first thought that probably comes in your head I would imagine is why the hell is this amazing singer stuck in this little podunk town in Velsprin in northern Irison? Yeah, no, Manette is like, she hasn't, I think since they've started, she hasn't been in a place of worship, really. So she's feeling very, like, reverent and, like, you know, even though she's a servant of Kepri and a a lover of Kepri, (laughs) she is very much open to other people's, you know religious affiliations she knows there's other gods she respects other people worshiping other gods so she is being trying to be very respectful of this place and sort of approach the clerics with as much reverence as possible and she's asking you know she goes up to ask whoever looks like a cleric like please we need your help well he's the only guy there there's nobody else there oh okay yeah Manette approaches the man who is singing she doesn't interrupt. She doesn't interrupt. She just waits and, and has her hands together in a prayer symbol. His body is faced towards this beautiful glass window that has like the symbol of Torag in it. And he has, doesn't even hear you come in and he turns around and and he just gives you this big smile. And he kind of just finishes his song. He's like, hello, my child. I'm sorry I did not see you there sooner. That's all right, father. I need to tell you of something horrible that has happened nearby. And I didn't have the power help but i know you do or maybe someone in your church will he laughs at that he's like well it is just me here smaller towns do not have the luxury of having multiple leaders of the faith it is just me kind of a solitary life there have been there's been a tragedy in a nearby town and i can't consecrate the ground with my power i worship a different deity than you I know that you can help them in ways that I cannot. Uh, his face immediately kind of gets a little ash. You're talking to Volsgard. Yes. 
That is a sad story, but people do not go near there because of the two that haunt it so. We unfortunately destroyed them. I I hope that we laid them to rest. And I hope that you can lay the children to rest who are stuck there. He kind of perks up and is like, you vanquished them. Yes. Uh, He immediately goes and grabs his staff. I think it's finally time. And there's almost an excitement. Maybe this is something that has been kind of, uh, you know, like there's always the haunted house in a, in a town where like everybody's like, you're not supposed to go there. It's scary and stuff like that. I want to say the same thing happened in this town. I think what happened is when you guys were going through that green area, you got a little off course and ended up in that town, but that town wasn't quite on trail. Almost like, you know, you were kind of guided there even. Oh, hmm. Capri. The fact you vanquished, nobody's gone there because those beasts are so scary. Most powerful creatures in Irisin don't care. That's not something they do. They're they're in it for themselves. So the fact that he can finally do something is is exciting to him. He's like, let me introduce myself. My name is Father Lucius. It's good to meet you, Father Lucius. My name is Manette. Clearly, I'm from elsewhere. I worship Kepri. Maybe you don't know him. Maybe you do. Anyways, have you heard the good news? <laughs> Still one of my favorite. (laughs) He he laughs against. He goes. It's been a long time, but there was a cleric of Capri who liked to pull some pretty funny tricks with me sometimes, and he got a kick out of it. I did not so much, but he (laughs) loved it. Yeah, Uh, sometimes Capri can be capricious. He's like, he he gives you the glitch. He goes, "This isn't a trick, is it?" (laughs) Absolutely not. I would. I'm listen. I'm a paladin. I am not someone who plays tricks. I. I can when necessary, but in this case, I absolutely would not. When it has to do with children, like, Manette is already, like, crying. She's very frantic, and she's having a hard time explaining herself, especially because she knows her god is one who deals in trickery and pranking of gods who are, like, high and mighty. So (laughs) she's very... As you're, like, mumbling all this out, he puts his hand on your shoulder, and you feel this intense warmth. And actually, as you feel the warmth, you feel the iciness of your veins go away completely. I understand. Let's go. (gasps) Thank you. You healed... It seems you've healed me. Uh, My friend, I'm supposed to be meeting him soon. Would you be able to... Spare some healing for him as well. I would be happy, but we must go. And he, when he puts his staff down, it like echoes throughout the chamber and uh, he starts walking like he's... I love clerics. He's a cleric that hasn't seen a lot of action for a while. So I think he's also a little excited, as especially <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as a cleric of Torag. Uh, <laughs> clerics are so cool. <laughs> guess you guys meet up with Abraxas and he does the same thing. He puts his hand on your shoulder and you feel this warmth through all your veins oh. and you feel all your uh, dexterity come back to you. Oh, my thanks. Thank you, Torag. <laughs> <laughs> you guys head out the way. So when you guys head out, I'd say it's probably about five or six at night. And what's really weird is you guys didn't even eat dinner. No, I was in a rush. Very unusual. I mean, I have my bag. Like I said, Abraxas yeah. is a grazer. So he's been noshing. coming down... Oh, yeah, I'm sharing um, <laughs> my raw uh, elk steaks or strips. I have rations that we haven't used yet, so I'm sure we're just like... He pulls out a piece of jerky and just sticks it in your mouth while you're walking. Excellent. <laughs> Food buddies. Uh, <laughs> I still got some, uh, let's see, got some roots here. Here's some more meat. 
There's an extra crow. <laughs> I think all that's left is the feathers at this point. That crow went fast. So it's about a three-hour journey, as I said. You guys will probably get there around seven or eight. While that's happening, what about you there, Pippa and Odessa? I think Odessa would probably, like, finish cleaning up, put on something that isn't freaking dirty traveling clothes. <laughs> Much probably to Pippa's joy. It's, it's like, nice and clean. <laughs> she doesn't look like a street urchin. Odessa cleans up nice. She does. She really does. She's, she's, yeah. That's how she gets the ladies. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So she would probably, like, get herself nice and cleaned up, like, braid her hair, because it's kind of her, like, thing. And then I think she'd probably want to check on Minette to see if she's okay, because last time Odessa saw Minette... Minette had all of these, like, blue veins and, like, looked really upset and hurting. And mm -hmm. so she'd be like, you know, I took care of myself. Now I got to go check on her. Then I can go check on Abraxas if Abraxas is around or asleep or whatever. Um, so she'd probably go down the hall and knock on Minette's door. You hear the knock echo throughout the hallway and then you don't hear any shuffling. And in fact, I would say each of your guys' rooms, when the lights are, like, the candles are lit, you see light underneath the door and there's no light. Okay. I think she would probably, like, since Abraxas' room probably right there as well, she would kind of look for the light there, too, and then just kind of assume, oh, like, oh, they must have gone downstairs. And so she'd probably turn back around and go to Pippa's door and knock on Pippa's door to see if Pippa's there. Uh, which she definitely is. Like, Pippa kind of would open the door, and Pippa has also spruced up <laughs> any excuse. She actually, like, got out one of her, like, really nice dresses. Maybe the blue one. She loves the blue mm -hmm. one. And, like, got all nice and, like, did her hair up into, like, this really, like, kind of, like, elegant bun style. Ordinarily, you know, back home, she actually did have actual servants that could do it for her. But, uh... You know, a little magic will have to do for this hairstyle mm, this mm -hmm. time. I think that uh, she also has one of her fake, like, circlets oh, nice. that she used to wear all the time when she was pretending to be a princess. And so she's popped one of those on, wow. too. <laughs> Dang. Really just, like, fancy. She just really missed dressing super <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they're finally not traveling through the woods nope. anymore. <laughs> Although, I would say that in this little podunk town, dre dressing like that is pretty much, you might as well be in the woods. <laughs> Come rob what? me. That's what <laughs> I mean, try it. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat them if they try and be mean to Pippa. I'll just eat them. <laughs> You're saying Odessa would turn into Crocodile Mom? Yes, that's correct. So she, like, opens the door, and she's, like, in full frippery. <laughs> and the Dustin just kind of blinks a few times. She's like, well, I see civilization is uh, treating you well. I just, I can't help it. I just, I missed wearing real clothes that are actually fun and pretty and not being dirty. Oh, I love not, don't you? You're a city girl. You understand? I love not being dirty. I, Pippa, I took a bath, the water. Oh. It was. That does sound. Nice. It was a color. It was not a good color. Yeah. <laughs> After I got out, it was a bad color, Pippa. If at all possible, for the rest of this little adventure, we should do our level best to never spend weeks in the wilderness ever again. Yes, I. You know, I. <laughs> Dustin cackles. <laughs> you know, I wish I lived closer to you, just so I could occasionally just come punch you. <laughs> I'll do it next no, time No, the, the real trick <laughs> is to live really close and, and just not make the time to stop by. 
Yep. That would hurt more That's than a like punch. That's like the biggest emotional punch you can give him. <laughs> wow, his face. You're like, Bye, oh, Dustin. Dustin, I moved down the, I'm actually three blocks away. I know, you I, know wish that? I, still, I wish I still lived in Berkeley and I could just be like, no, I can't see you. <laughs> no, I don't have any plans, but no. The Charlie Brown music plays. Oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> you are totally Charlie Brown. <laughs> I am. Oh, goodness. So I think Odessa I love Charlie Brown. You're good. I think Odessa would just kind of point to um, Manette and Abraxas' doors and be like, they're not there. So I wanted to see if maybe you wanted to come downstairs with me to the tavern and see if they were down there. Maybe get some dinner, some real food. Absolutely. Let's... uh I look, I just, it'd be so nice just to spend it in like a room with company and someone else making dinner. And yeah, and we don't have you. to make it ourselves and there's no campfire in I know. <laughs> and then we get to come back upstairs. To a bed. Where there's beds. <laughs> Pip and I are having a bonding moment. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's do that. I'm probably, and Pippa kind of thinks better of wearing her like tiara downstairs <laughs> so she like takes that off and like packs it away because that's a little much but uh, it's a bear trap in the door um, somebody steals her shit <laughs> oh my yep. god yep yep I can see that yep <laughs> and uh yeah definitely going downstairs <laughs> alright what's what's the yeah. scene like down there what's Dustin it, what does it look like? <laughs> you go down and there is nobody in the tavern it is completely oh, empty well there's the bartender there, and he's doing the lonely sweep thing. Actually, you see a half-lean man there who's not the ugliest man in the world. And you see a, I want to say probably, she's the local, what do I want to make her? She is the local like Fletcher. Fletcher. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. A Fletcher? Yeah. Not a barmaid? <gasps> or a daughter? Ooh. <laughs> That's very good of you. They're all somebody's <laughs> daughter, Odessa. Someone with a profession? Odessa brings out the bingo books like... Hmm. Stamp. No. Stamp. <laughs> She's like the Barney Stinson of disaster. I, so I think there's probably a part of her that's like, no, it's I'm fine. It's fine. She's a pretty Fletcher, though. Um, and then when the bartender, when she talks to him, may or may not change her mind. So they would walk up to the bartender and be like, order food don't you think they would probably order food Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of it yep they would order they would order food and Pippa would definitely ask like what's what's the nicest I don't know mead I guess he's already got it he pulls out this bottle of wine only the finest for you guys Odessa side eyes Pippa and is like what did you do the gentleman has taken care of everything earlier. Teehee. Oh. And, uh, you, uh, the gentleman. Abraxas? What did Abraxas do? He's like, oh, well. What do you mean? He gave a very generous tip and for leaving a note. And I'm not the type to take mm. advantage of you folk. So I just Thank made it to make sure you have the finest of accommodations while you're here. Well, that so is kind of you. very generous. What note? So kind of you. What was that? What, what note? Message? Note? What? Oh, and he passes over to you, and it's basically the note says, he says, the equivalent of gone fishing for paladins, or <laughs> I would say. <laughs> gone blessing. Gone blessing. Gone blessing. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it was a practice that left the message, so it's going to say, gone to balance. No, I hadn't left that specific message. Gone fixing. It was, we're heading to that awful, awful place. 
that Manette was very upset about. <laughs> oh, well, that explains. I think Odessa would, like, look at it and, like, turn it over and, like, turn it over. That's the whole message. They didn't tell us. They just left. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Looks that way. Well, Pippa kind of, like, rubs rubs Odessa's back a little bit, like, soothing. Just like, people deal with grief and helplessness in different ways. As he, as you say that, he pours you a, bo- a glass of wine there, Odessa, and puts it in front of you. Pippa just kind of reaches <laughs> over it casually and just kind of nudges it back in front of her. Be, the lady will take a cider. Be uh, emotionally vulnerable to Pippa and have that drink. Just be like, no, 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 wait a minute. Let me tell you something. I'm upset about this. And then drink. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, hey, that's not a bad idea. Um, Come on, you yeah. gotta try it. <laughs> I think I think she would be. I think she would like watch Pippa take her drink away, and like think to herself, emotionally vulnerable, and just be like, you know, I just so. And she's like really. You can see her like <laughs> physically and visibly struggling with this. The hamster wheels going at full. Yeah, speed like in her she's head. like, but she can't find it. She can't figure it out, and just so like. <laughs> While she's struggling, Pippa's just like staring at her over the rim of her own <laughs> cup, just with one eyebrow raised, <laughs> like holding the other one kind of vaguely out of reach. So, like, I am sure you've kind of noticed that Manette and I have been, and just like keeps making that like motion of like hands, and where she's like trying to find a word, but she doesn't have one like the uh, her hands are like moving all over the place trying to like figure it out dancing around the muff issue (laughs) 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 I have darling you haven't exactly been (sighs) so well I just you'd think if we were like anything she would tell me if she was just gonna up and leave so clearly that means that we're not which is fine it's totally fine we only talked about this once and it's fine right it's fine this is fine it is fine listen i think you're thinking about this all wrong okay you know our manette she's a headstrong individual she's she's a palate she's a holy woman She's got a mission, and that is mostly what drives her. And just as, take tonight for an example, those, we were all affected by that awful situation at at that temple. But Manette was definitely hurt the most by seeing such a thing. And she is a single-minded woman when there's something that she wants and when there's something that she feels she needs to accomplish. So I wouldn't take it too personal that uh, she went off and did her paladin thing in pursuit of that goal. Also, you need to play a slower game, honey. You a bit of a hothead yourself, you know, and you tend to rush into things without thinking. And Manette is a special woman and she requires a longer game courtship-wise. Odessa, like, cocks an eyebrow, and she's like, I, I said absolutely nothing about courtship or a- any- anything. Pippa, I don't, know what you're- I don't know what you're talking about. Pippa kind of wiggles the glass of wine at her, like, are- do you want this <laughs> okay, or not? Okay, you know what? Fine. <laughs> okay, fine. So, sure, maybe that's kind of what I want to do, but I also, like, and she's, like, looking around the room for, like, a stupid excuse, and she's like, but I mean, 
You're horny. <laughs> That's Fletcher Sprady. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're thinking, and believe me, I have been there. Of you're thinking with the I haven't had sex in too long part of your brain, which is making everything feel very urgent and super rushed. So how about this? To take your mind off the net for the time being, that Fletcher over there is very pretty. Odessa puts like both of her puts both of her elbows on the bar and puts her like chin on the back of her hand. She's like, I see what you're saying. She is very pretty, and you're right. I am very good about getting my mind off someone by getting on someone else because i don't get under that's not that's not how i function you know what i didn't think that would be your thing pippa an interesting thing happens as you guys are talking a shot of whiskey just appears in uh adessa's hand and she doesn't even notice it she just keeps talking while it's sitting i just keep it's just there (laughs) (laughs) pippa kind of jerks her chin at it what Uh Oh my god. Oh, she makes like a holy Literally. symbol in the air and just like takes the shot and puts it on the counter. It's just like, oh god. Excellent. God booze is the best booze. <laughs> she hands, a Pippa's gonna hand Odessa that glass of wine she kept from. She's like, now what you're gonna do is you're gonna take that drink over to that fine lass down at the end of the bar and you're gonna focus a lot of these energies on her for the night. And then when Manette comes back, You'll all feel better, and you won't have, you know, a weird, tense situation going on tomorrow. You know, you say that, but you've known me long enough to know that I am just a tense situation. (laughs) I know you'll make it tense anyway, but maybe it'll take the edge off a little bit. You're totally right. You you know what? Yeah. And she, like, before she can even second-guess herself again, she just, like, pushes the chair out. She's like, Pippa, I love you. I'll see you in the morning. And she just, like, leaves and goes to talk to the Fletcher. Godspeed. As Odessa walks away, Pippa, the... The halfling gentleman walks up and he's like, hi, can I buy you a drink? Well, I, ordinarily I'd say yes, but another gentleman in my life has bought me all the drinks I think I'll be able to drink tonight and then some. How about we just talk? He shakes his head and pulls up a seat and then we fade out. Manette, Abraxas, and Lucius, you guys are uh, walking through the night and it's actually a very calm night. The skies are clear and so you guys get to see the sky with limited light pollution. Uh, You see the occasional clouds floating through, but it's like a full moon. And so everything is bright. It's not quite a full moon. It's like a, what is it? The one short of a full moon. Gibbous? Sure. You guys are, you guys are wandering through and you are unmolested. You, you know, I think you guys cleared out everything that was between here and there. Murder hobos. Yep. (laughs) As you walk into the church, you see the blue lights of the children start to awash. And I think the moonlight even makes them glow even brighter, almost to where they appear solid in some ways, but lacking of color. And you guys have seen it and you guys know experience. And I think you guys are even prepared for the crushing despair so it doesn't get you. But Father Lucius, let's make sure he passes his crushing despair check. Can we help him at all? I think it's one of those things you could tell him and warn him about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And then it's just, oh, my God, I didn't expect this. He has those crazy wisdom scores. With his natural 20. Oh. Oh. uh, (laughs) Oh. I've seen this before. (laughs) Kind of thing. Uh, But it's it's a solemn I've seen this before. Not a badass, you know, stuff like that. 
Um, and he passes two bottles of holy water to both of you, and he's like, start to spread it out around the, the circumference of the courtyard. Uh, and he goes in the middle, and he starts praying. You hear the children crying and crying, and then all of a sudden it just gets silent, and all the children turn and look at him, and they just stare. And he's just praying. You hear this wailing sound, and it gets louder and louder and louder, and then just pop, and everything goes silent again as you guys come around and meet each other. At the same time, you see the ghost of Sierra and Salvador up here in the middle of all the children and they get down on their knees and they hug each of the children and give them like kind of last right prayers and say they're sorry and they didn't mean to do this you can see these ghostly tears crying down their cheeks one by one as they hug and pray the children dissipate uh, until finally there's the last two and finally they get up and they walk up to Manette and Abraxas thank you so much this has been a torture for so many years and just to be in imprisoned by death and not be set free and we owe it all to you she hugs both of you guys and it's like this ghostly hug we had a son i do not know where he went but hopefully his line still lives somewhere what's his name he was taken from us before you see this hooded woman with long red hair like kind of like almost like a memory come into the church and take the child in the middle of the night everything's awash with fire and flames in the town and then leave we are glad that his lineage has been freed from this curse and with that they disappear so the fantastic worlds podcast is a fantastic pods production i would like to thank amy hankinson for writing our wonderful theme song Sirenscape for use of sound effects and music. Paizo for the wonderful Reign of Winter Adventure Path and all you listeners. Until next week, I am Dustin Alexander. You can reach us on Instagram at Fantastic Worlds Pod or Fantastic Pods on Twitter. You can follow any of us as individuals on Twitter or on Instagram. I am at Dustin Alexander. And you can find me at Bonanza Famine. I'm Abby. You can reach me at Espinoza916. Uh, this is Kay, and you can reach me at Cheese Lady Macbeth. This is Jess, and you can find me at Hank the Clink. Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Stitcher. Follow us and share on social media. If you do share, use the hashtag WorldsTravelers so we can thank you for spreading the word. Your support makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. I need that to come up in conversation so that oh, Manette and Odessa I thought we're taking you muff shopping joke about it oh that's so cute we should oh, take you muff shopping Pippa just jabs Manette in the side Manette will choke Manette is gonna choke on air like <laughs> muff shopping yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna ha- that's that's a scene on the way to the town just so you guys know just be ready <laughs> um, gotta get you a muff mm-hmm. so my boys nope that's not our voice my boys my my no that's not my boys my boys <laughs> uh, 
So Odessa's not the only one getting laid tonight, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pippa is a former, wor- she is a worshiper of Callistria. She gets her bangs on where she can. <laughs> <laughs> Takes him upstairs, but has to put the bear trap away first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> You're like, we'll bring that in later. <laughs> oh my lord. Oh, don't worry. The bear trap? No. Like bear traps she is a fine them. woman. She has fine silk ties in her bag. I literally have the silk rope in Odessa's bag for specifically that reason. 